0: Welcome, 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 welcome everybody, welcome to the Jesus Please Back Podcast. Around these parts, we're Team Jesus and Team Real Talk. So if you've listened to uh, the first few episodes, then you already know, your girl is single, okay? Not even just like regular single, I'm talking about single, like a fresh, crispy dollar bill. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Uh but because I am single, because I'm so single, you know, there have been some experiences that I've had uh with dating and obviously those did not work out because your girl's still single, which not 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 the worst thing, you know. But one of those experiences that um that I did have, man, that was that was a doozy okay it was a doozy y'all I like the word doozy do people still say doozy I don't know but um that experience definitely opened my eyes as every experience should um and I wanted to share this particular situation because I really think it could help someone whether it helps you realize that you may be in this situation and had no idea um maybe it'll help you move on from the situation if you are in it or maybe it could help you avoid this situation altogether which is my hope for anyone listening uh but you know just to forewarn you this episode may contain some triggers for some but hopefully it contains more clarity than anything uh but yeah let's hop in this thing y'all So y'all, we just gonna hop right into it, right? So I met this guy, we'll call him Ed. <laughs> so y'all, Ed slid in my DMs and and honestly, rightfully so, okay? Because I had just posted these fire pics, if I do say so myself. Okay, I had a photo shoot, your girl, your girl was out here flexing, all right? So I had posted the, the pictures from the shoot. Flexing on the gram, and Ed noticed these pictures and slid in the DMs. Now, we had already been following each other, but we never really interacted on social media, so I actually forgot about him. Like, I forgot we were even following each other. Um, But anyway, so he did the right thing, (laughs) which was complimenting me, you know. Um, So he slid in the DM, he was complimenting the pictures, and he was complimenting me and like oh it's been a while you know how that goes so ed did what any respectful i would say man would do he's trying to see what's up so like i said ed was complimenting me he um he we we kind of were chatting on the gram for a little while we exchanged you know flirting back and forth we we're going back and forth And we actually ended up um, exchanging numbers. So after we exchanged numbers, uh, Ed asked me out as a gentleman should, okay? So we go out on this first date. It's a great time, good convo. You know, we living it up. You know what I'm saying? We living it up. Uh, Ghetto Fabulous Dreams. The vibe was cool. You know, y'all, within a month, within a month of this first date, obviously, you know, we continue to go out on different dates and stuff. Uh, Within a month, Ed was smitten with your girl, okay? Smitten. Do people say smitten too? I don't know, y'all. I I just, I'm I'm in a zone, and these words are just, I don't know, but Ed was smitten with your girl, okay? So much so he started throwing around the L word. Now, I happen to, you know, I'm not, I'm not bigging myself up, but I happen to have that kind of effect on certain people. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm still not all the, like, I know why, but like, I don't know all the way why, because I'm just like, sir, we've only gone out for like, for like pizza and like drinks and stuff. Like what's really going on? <laughs> but anyway,s he starts throwing around the L word and, um, you know, I, I felt like it, it it seemed disingenuous. Like I, I was kind of like, okay, really already? Like I'm thinking to myself, like, really? Are you sure? But I just went with it. I didn't say it back because that's not where I was at. Like I thought we were, you know, still getting to know each other, having a good time, going out on dates and chatting on the phone, all that good stuff. So I didn't necessarily say it back because I didn't want to be fake about it you know I didn't want to just say it back just to make him feel good like I wasn't gonna do that so yeah so all along Ed just seemed very like attentive he seemed like he was paying attention and I like that not gonna lie I like that I like to see a guy that pays attention to details like that's that's special to me because you know the little details that maybe we talk about and you remember it a little down the line like that's dope to me cuz you know just cuz um but like i feel like <laughs> i felt like he was paying so much attention that he was it almost seemed like he was always a step ahead like he almost always knew what was going to come next and i'm like this is weird I'm like, Jesus, is that you? Come on now, that we've all been there, all right? We've all been there and things just seem so great and so perfect and it's just aligning and you're just like, oh, this might be the one, like, what's going on here? So that's where I was at. Like, it, like, he anticipated my needs before I could even say anything. Like, it was great. It was great. I was eating it all up. It was great. So now I'm starting to be a little smitten with that. And I'm like, ooh, okay. And then he got me. I was smitten. I was like really considering that this might be the person that God has for me. This might be like my future husband. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, all right. I would have never pictured this. But okay, okay. I'm with it, Lord. I'm with it and then it was all downhill from there, so his his attitude had changed, like, drastically. It was so weird, like, he started, like, going ghost for a few days at a time. At one point, it was weeks at a time. If you're unfamiliar with the term ghost or being ghosted, then bless your heart, okay, because... <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, if somebody goes ghost, they basically disappear into thin air. There's no contact, no communication. They be- basically just, like, drop you like a bad habit, right? Uh, Except for this case, he would reappear every so often. So, yeah, he started going ghost for, you know, some time. Um, And then I I noticed he started getting angry. Like, he would get angry about, like, things that... I didn't really think we're that serious like I didn't think it was a big deal and so so let me just say I do think it's important to have um what's the word uh I guess privacy you you should have privacy in your relationship especially if that's your good boo okay you should definitely have privacy you should definitely not have you know everybody in your business but in this case um I do think it was very important for me to confide in people around me, people that I trusted, people that were going to give me an unbiased assessment and kind of tell me like, what am I doing wrong? Like, you know, not to say that somebody being angry is necessarily somebody else's fault, but I had to, I had to see, was I going crazy? You know, maybe there was something that I could have changed about my behavior. You know what I mean? So I confided in some friends, and I trust my friends to tell me what's up. I t- I trust them to to tell me the truth, even or especially when I don't want to hear it. And honestly, I think like the consensus was <laughs> something's up with Ed. Ed is a little Ed is a little out there. So anyways, so you would get angry about different things, and and then it hit me. It hit me y'all, like it was happening. Before I knew it, I was in the middle of a dark, twisted pattern of, like, emotional abuse, of toxicity, of the narcissistic cycle. By now, you've probably heard the term narcissist. Some people might even pride themselves on being a narcissist. I don't know why, um, but I think, you know, part of that is because, like, most of us, we think that a narcissist is just somebody that has a like really high self-esteem or someone who, you know, basically thinks that the world revolves around them, which not all the way wrong, not all the way wrong. But in this case, I'm not even talking about high self-esteem. You know, Um, I don't think, I personally don't believe that it's just because someone has high self-esteem means that they're narcissists. Absolutely not. You should have high self-esteem. That's a good thing. Um if you think the world revolves around you, I mean that's that's different. That's you know, okay. Do do your thing. Do your thing. I ain't gonna stop you. Um but this is way more this was way more serious than somebody just having high self esteem. Like this was legit narcissistic personality disorder y'all like this is a legit disorder like basically people with with this disorder aka NPD narcissistic personality disorder they kind of have like a sense of entitlement and it and it just be unreasonable y'all like they have a sense of entitlement and it just be the most ridiculous things Um, but we'll get into that a little later in the story but they don't take accountability. They do, they almost never take accountability. Um, and they really don't care about other people's feelings. Okay. And um, on top of all of that, they, they have a need to always be admired. They have this like excessive need to always be praised. And, you know, everything is, is them. Everything is about them. The funny part in that is, Everything is about them until they have to take accountability. Once it comes down to taking accountability, then it's everybody else. It has nothing to do with them, which I think is pretty convenient. But moving on. So that is legit like NPD. So we're not talking about, you know, maybe your everyday person that we might, we might call them like, oh, you're such a narcissist. But that's just because they, they think everything is about them. And that's different. But basically what I'm talking about is actual disorder. And so now I do believe not every narcissist is created equally, okay? Um, But I do believe that there are a lot of, like, common characteristics that that are across the board. Um, And so I want us, especially as singles, anybody really, but I want us to be able to look out and pay attention to some of these, like quality some of these characteristics that this particular type of person has okay so that we can kind of either stay away from them and if we can't we know how to navigate um and we know kind of how to deal with them so to speak and you know narcs are everywhere okay they might be your boss okay they might be your co-worker they might even be a family member you know, and maybe up until now, you couldn't figure out why this person was the way that they are. Um, And so I hope that, you know, in listening to this episode, this kind of shed some light on how to kind of identify the narcissist. But back to Ed. So Ed would disappear for days and weeks at a time, like I said. And at this point, I'm super confused. Okay. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, where you be at, bruh? Where were you at? Um, but yeah, so up until this point, I was thinking, oh, Ed was such a great match, and he gets me, we get each other he's a great guy. He just, you know, he just has some issues. And, and you know, I'm not a therapist, but I do believe there's an inner therapist inside of me. And my inner therapist was like, was like, you know, maybe it stems from childhood. You know, maybe he, he's stuck. He's stuck in, you know, as a toddler and just doesn't know how to, you know, basically making every excuse in the book. Um, and I was like you know maybe he just has things that he needs to work on but otherwise he's such a great guy. Sound familiar? I'm sure it does to some of y'all okay but yeah so Ed would be big mad like if I made a comment he didn't like especially if it was something that I was pointing out that that he did Um, and like I said they don't like to take accountability so if I made a comment or I said something to kind of like kind of Make him face the situation so that he can take accountability for his actions. Oh man, it was over. It was over. He just was so unreasonable. But, um, in true Jesus, please holla back nature, I prayed and I would just be talking to God, like, He's cool, like, He's cool, but I don't know, man. I don't know, Jesus. What's his deal? Like, point him out. Like, show me what his deal is. You know, and I I just knew. I knew something was up. I just couldn't put my finger on it. And that's why it's really important to have hashtag discernment. And just like that, just like that, God began to reveal different things to me through you know, dreams. So I know everybody might not believe in dreams, but I definitely am a dreamer and God definitely speaks to me through dreams sometimes. Um, but he started to speak to, he started to show me things in my dreams. And also, let me tell you, God will use anything, okay, anything and anyone to get through to you. <laughs> he started, man, let me tell you, these, uh, these YouTube videos, all right, Jesus was all up in my YouTube algorithm, because these, like, you know, how to spot a narcissist videos would come up, um, even on my Pinterest, and I'm like, whoa, and honestly, at first, I didn't necessarily ignore the dreams, but I started to, I started to, started, to ignore some of these YouTube videos and like the um the Pinterest posts that would come up cuz I love Pinterest y'all. But I thought to myself like no there's no way. There's no way he's he's such a great guy. There's no way he's a narcissist. Um and one day I decided to read some of these articles on Pinterest and when I tell you textbook, when I tell you everything that they were describing was ed and I was it. okay, I was it. but um, one of the things, so one of the last things that Ed did that blew me away, um, I was just like, wait, what, so remember, you know, narcissists tend to have um, a sense of entitlement, and it's like big, like big energy, big energy entitlement. Um, but I, I was going away. I was traveling to Houston to see my family. And um, I asked him if he was available to drive me to the airport. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we, we hanging out, we chilling. Um, I feel like if you're available, why not give me a ride to the airport, right? So he said he wasn't available. Okay, cool. Um, got my own ride to the airport, whatever. Whoop-de-woop, went about my business. So I get to Houston, I landed, and I text Ed. I let him know, like, hey, you know, I landed safely, you know, see you when I get back. Mwah, mwah, mwah. I miss you. Whooped, whooped, whooped. Okay. So instead of you know, instead of Ed being like, oh, you know, I'm so glad you made it safe. Um, you know, I'll see you when you get back. Be safe out there. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Back. <laughs> this guy, I'll call him Guy because there's so many other words I could call him. But this guy was like, he had the audacity. He had the audacity to be like, Oh, did you leave me your car keys? I was like, Burp what you, what you mean, friend? What you, what you talking about? Y'all, it was a whole situation that I didn't even know was about to be a situation. This guy got so upset that I did not leave him my car keys for him to drive around my car while I was out of town really, really, bruh, like, I just, (laughs) my mind was blown at that point, and I think that, like, I think that was kind of a turning point for me, yeah, I'll say this was a turning point, like, I had already been, you know, reading these articles about narcissists, and, like, figuring out their behavior, and, you know, things that make somebody a narcissist, so, I had started to um get some kind of collect some intel but man when I tell you this blew me away I was like what last I checked we didn't share a car friend and last I checked you had your own car so I was super confused as as to why he felt like he had a right to to be driving my car period so basically I feel like I need to point out some of these things to you listening, just to kind of like put you on game in a sense. You know, I feel like maybe if you've never come across, if none of this sounds familiar to you and you've never come across a narcissist, well, God bless you. Okay. Um, And honestly, like that was, I want to say that, I, I don't know if it was my first experience because now looking back, I'm kind of like, ah, I might've. I might have come into contact with some other people that were like this, but it didn't go this far, you know what I mean? I didn't I didn't see all of this happening. And so, you know, I want to give you guys some some things to look out for so that if you do come across somebody like this, you know how to maneuver, you know how to you know, one if this is kind of like a romantic thing, you know to to run. you know, to run in the opposite direction um, and to protect yourself. Or if this is somebody that you can't get away from, you kind of know how to deal with them. So if you're taking notes, I got about eight things, eight qualities, eight signs, eight characteristics, whatever you want to call it, to kind of give you a pretty good idea if you are dealing with a narcissist or not, whether it's a boss, whether it's, you know, a new boo, you know, that you are, you know, interested in, um, it could even help you identify maybe it's a parent um, that is a narcissist. Um, so one of the first things that most narcissists um, have in common, I'll say, is they lack empathy they lack empathy. They can't really, like if you're hurting or, you know what I mean? Like if you're going through, they kind of don't have that inner care. That's what I like to call empathy. It's kind of like an inner care where they put themselves in your position and they're able to identify with your hurt, with your pain, uh, whatever it is. Um, they don't have that. They lack that. It's kind of like if you you go to your narcissist, whoever, and you're like, oh, you know, my pet just died and they're like, oh man, that's crazy. Um, what's for dinner? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's a jerk, but that might also mean that they lack empathy. Um, number two, another thing that probably um, you will find in a narcissist is Someone who's entitled. I gave you the example of Ed and feeling like he was entitled to my car keys and and feeling like, you know, this is our car, bae. And I'm thinking to myself, like, well, both of our names ain't on this car. And I'm pretty sure you didn't contribute to the purchase of it. But, you know, stuff like that. Maybe there's somebody in your life that feels like whatever you have should be theirs and that's it. You shouldn't, you shouldn't stop them from having whatever it is you have. Um, so yeah, sense of entitlement. Number three, typically narcissists tend to be superficial, which like, they want to make sure everything looks good. Um, they want to make sure they, they dress. they listen, they look, they always look popping. Okay. They always make sure that they are, are You know, they look kept and, you know, they look fresh and so clean when they step out. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. So again, one of these characteristics in somebody does not make them a narcissist because, you know what I'm saying, I like to look fresh too, okay? You know, I I like to, I like to, you know, just to the nines when necessary. It doesn't necessarily mean you're a narcissist, but I'm just saying altogether, you know, somebody has you know, all or most of these qualities, chances are, that's all I'm going to say, chances are, but yeah, so they, they they're very superficial, they like to, um, they like everything to, to look good on the surface, even if it's crap underneath. Um, number four, they don't regulate their emotions well. So remember I was saying how Ed would just get big mad, like homeboy would get just super angry at like really like what I considered to be small stuff what I considered to be simple things that we could have talked through he would just get so upset he wasn't really good at um expressing himself but he would just get so upset like he was just big mad right um and that also goes into number 5 they can't really handle any kind of criticism like they're very they're like super, super sensitive to any kind of criticism. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, most people are super sensitive to criticism. And I get that to a certain extent. Like everybody is not able to hear about themselves. Um, but not to this extent. Not for you to go off on the deep end if somebody tells you, you know, you really could be doing this better. You know what I mean? So that's something to look out for. Um, number six, which is a pretty big one. Typically narcissists have a lack of boundaries, a lack of boundaries. If you want to see if someone may be a narcissist, I'm not saying they're definitely going to be a narcissist, but if you want to see that they, they may be a narcissist, give them some boundaries. Tell them no, tell them nah, and see how they react. See what what their what their their reaction is if you put your foot down and say no. And I'm and I'm not talking about anything crazy. I'm talking about within reason. You know, maybe it's your first date and he he or she because women can be narcissists. That's another thing too. Typically narcissistic personality disorder is more common in men um I hope I'm saying that right like basically if we were to survey 100 narcissists I would say maybe 90 percent maybe 80 percent of them might be men um so yeah if you want to see if somebody is um a narcissist give them boundaries I mean we should have boundaries anyways y'all okay Put up your boundaries and see how they will see what they do with that. Can they handle it? Are they respectful about it? If they if they try to convince you um otherwise, if they try to, you know, convince you to, to do stuff or do something that goes against your morals, against your standards, um, it's a good chance, you know. If they if they are leading you to compromise in what your your standards, your beliefs are, it's a good chance. It's a good chance just saying not guaranteed but it's a good chance so um that also kind of ties into number seven being manipulative now again everybody who's manipulative is not a narcissist but narcissists do tend to be manipulative they want to see how far they can get they want to see what they can push you to do they want to see how much they can get from you okay um and I think that's a (laughs) that's a big reason why Ed felt like well let me see let me see if I kind of push her if she gonna feel like she should have left me her car keys and then she'll feel bad and then the next time she go out of town she's gonna be like here are my car keys it was so real he was like well you know you can have whoever you know put the keys in the car and then I'll come by and get it I said And whose car? My car? So you want me to leave my car keys in my car unlocked. Now, without telling y'all what kind of car I drive, it ain't no, it ain't no, you know, regular degular. That's all I'll say. Okay. It ain't no regular degular. (laughs) So I said, and whose car? Not, not my baby. (laughs) Not my baby. That's when I knew that this guy was out of his mind, okay? But um, yeah, they will try to manipulate you. They'll try to weasel their way to get in their way because remember, it's all about them. The world revolves around them um, and so do you in their minds, you know? So number eight is gaslighting. So I recently, I have always heard the term gaslighting but I didn't know what it was, nor had I experienced it when I realized what it was. But it all had to do with the same situation with Ed. Um, I was hearing a lot about that. I was reading these articles uh, like, y'all, I was doing my research. When I re- Once I realized what was going on, I was doing my research. So basically, if you don't know what gaslighting means, it's basically like first of all, it's a big part of who they are. It's a big part of who the narcissist is as a person. And to put it plainly, basically like, this is when a person tries to convince you that like, you're going crazy. So like, so this is where I confronted Ed and I explained that, you know, he got upset because I didn't want to leave my car keys. Um, and, you know, he, he got, he got so upset and he disappeared for like weeks, right? We didn't speak for weeks. So when he came back, cause he always, you know, they would always pop back up. I mean, I had to put it into that, but he would always pop back up when, you know, he felt like the dust cleared and I checked him on that. I checked him and I was just like, you know, I really think it's ridiculous that you would disappear like that because I didn't leave you my car keys. And do you know, this dude went out his way to convince me that that is not what happened. He went out his way to convince me that, you know, it's almost like the car thing never happened. Basically, they try to convince you that one plus one is not two, and you got it all wrong. And they're so skilled at this. Let me tell y'all, this ain't no, this ain't no regular degular, okay? They are so skilled at this, this um this tactic called gaslighting, that it really, for a second, it makes you question your sanity. It makes you question, like, well, dang, maybe that didn't happen. Like, hmm. Like, (laughs) there was a, a few times where I really was just like, wait, am I bugging? Am I bugging? So it came down to the fact that, like, I had to start keeping text messages. I, I I was I had half of mine to start recording phone conversations because for whatever reason, you know, he it's almost like he didn't remember or he kind of just brushed it off like it never happened. And so at that point, I didn't know that it was gaslighting. But now I know what it is. And that's what it is. So that is number eight. So just to go back through the list of things that, you know, we should look out for, if you even have an inkling that you are, you know, involved, dealing with, in close relationship with a narcissist, you're going to see a few of these things. Now, this is not the whole list. I'm definitely going to come back with a part two, um, because there are other aspects of this that I want to dive into, especially for my Team Jesus people, you know, but, um, but uh, for everyone else, these are some of the things that you should absolutely look out for. So one, I said they typically, the narcissist typically lacks empathy. Um, Two, they are typically entitled. They have a sense of entitlement. Number three, they're superficial. Everything needs to look good on the outside, even though ain't nothing popping on the inside. Um, four... They don't regulate their emotions well. There is a a lack of emotional intelligence with these people. Uh, Five, they can't really handle any kind of criticism, which kind of ties into not being able to regulate their emotions well. Uh, Six, a lack of boundaries. Y'all, they don't have boundaries. What's yours is theirs, and what's theirs is theirs um, seven is just being manipulative. That's pretty self-explanatory. And number eight, gas lighting. So that are, that's, um, eight different qualities, characteristics, whatever you want to call it to kind of help you point out the narcissist in your life, around your life, and you, you maybe it's a group of associates, whatever the case is. Um, but I also want to point out that narcissists are pretty toxic. They are toxic people, but it doesn't necessarily mean that all toxic people are narcissists, if that makes sense. Just just saying. Somebody's toxic, don't just be like, oh, you a narcissist. No, maybe that person is just toxic just to be toxic. It doesn't mean that they're a narcissist. So I want us to be careful. I want us to be responsible in who we call a narcissist because everybody is not a narcissist. But they in these streets. They are in these streets. So we definitely have to be careful. And like I said before, this is a very, very big reason to have discernment or to seek discernment if you feel like you don't have it. You know, I was seeing all the nice things that Ed was doing for me, um, but for some reason, and now I know what that reason is, that inner gut check, that that intuition, that discernment, like it made me feel like I wasn't safe with him. I didn't feel safe with him, and honestly, I didn't necessarily trust him, and I couldn't pinpoint why. Well, now I can but at the time I was in it. So I couldn't really put my finger on why I didn't feel safe with this guy that was doing, seemingly doing everything right. And so that's why it's really important to have discernment. Um, And I really do believe that my discernment was trying to tell me like, sis, this ain't it. This, this ain't it. Okay. And so basically if you don't know what discernment is, discernment is basically like the ability to judge something well. It's that inner knowing, that inner judging something or someone without necessarily having all the facts. And when I say judge, I don't mean like, ooh, you did that and mm-mm, you mm-mm, you shady. No, I don't mean that kind of judging. I mean kind of figuring out the spirit behind some somebody or something without, without having the facts. If you have the facts, that's not, you don't really need discernment. You know, all the facts are spelled out for you. Um, but I mean like when you can't, you kind of have to see beyond what's presented to you. That's a good way to see it. Yeah. Seeing beyond what's presented to you. Um, but yeah, so I pray that we continue to, um, see God for discernment And we continue to exercise the discernment we have because it's crazy in these streets, y'all. It really is. All right, y'all. That's my piece on the narcissist (laughs) for now because I definitely want to come back. I just didn't want this episode to be three hours long, but I definitely want to come back with way more information just so that we're aware, okay? This is me putting y'all on game, all right? Um, but yeah, so we'll be back next week with a part two um on Jesus, please save us from the narcissist.. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, that being said, you know what time it is, it's time for to whom it may concern. Now, if you're new here, and this is your first episode that you're listening to, to whom it may concern is a segment of the podcast um and sometimes it it's about um a shout out, you know, maybe I'm shouting somebody out. Sometimes it may be a side eye and I got to throw shade in somebody's direction, you know? Um but today it's a little different. Today is is kind of like a word. <laughs> I'm not preaching, okay? But I just been feeling like, wow, I've been getting into a lot of things, you know, I'm recording this podcast, like I've been putting things together for this podcast, for, you know, other things that I'm doing in life, which I will reveal at a later date. Okay. But basically, like, I just kept on sensing God say to me, like, you have everything you need. You have everything you need. And so, to whom it may concern, you have everything you need to do what you need to do. Like, my cover art, um, you know, when you guys have a chance, check out my cover art, okay, for the podcast. My friend did that. Like, my friend did that, y'all. Like, I was sitting there like, okay, what is this cover art going to look like? What are people going to see when they, you know, look up the podcast, And it came to me, I'm like, yo, she's into sketching and she's super talented, as you guys can see, so shout out, shout out to my girl Belle, because she did my cover art for my podcast, but like, she did the cover art, okay, cool. Then we needed to figure out a way to get it digitized, right, so I hit up my boy, um, shout out to Laguerre Graphics, because it was so simple. Like, the turnaround time was no time at all. Like, everything happened so quickly. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Like, I'm thinking, like, I gotta hire all these people and, you know, maybe, like, Google graphic designer and Google cover art a designer and stuff, and I didn't have to do any of that, like, these are people that I know personally, y'all, um, and so, so another instance that happened, like, I had a photo shoot the other day, and, um, you know, I had gotten a makeup artist to do my makeup for the photo shoot, because, you know what I'm saying, I was trying to look snatch. you know what I'm saying, I wanted my face to be beat, all right, and so I hired this makeup artist, I had worked with her before, and she's amazing, but, um, the day before the photo shoot, she had to cancel on me. She had to cancel on me. She had an emergency, which I completely understood. And so, you know, she did, she did the professional thing. She did find me a replacement. Um, but unfortunately the time that the replacement was going to be available was just not going to work for me, um, for the day of the shoot. And so I had to figure it out myself, y'all. Okay. I had to figure it out myself. I had to do my own makeup and it came out pretty awesome. If I do say so myself. But I'm not just saying so myself. Okay. It it did it came out pretty good. And I just remember feeling like God was like, look, you know, my friend had been she, my friend had been uh giving me like, you know, different makeup things that she had gotten and like wasn't using. And so that moment I had like an hour to get ready get on the road to get to this photo shoot and when I tell you the lord the lord anointed that makeup okay (laughs) anointed my head to do that makeup and I figured it out I figured it out and I did it myself and I was just like okay okay lord I see what you did there I see what you did there and so basically the moral of the story is you have everything you need if you are listening and maybe you you are thinking you want to start your own podcast or you want to write a book or, you know, there's something that's been burning down on the inside of you that you feel like you really, really need to do or you really, really want to do it. but well, maybe you're thinking like, oh, I would need to do this. I would need to do that. Um, no, you have everything you need. Like, I was thinking for the life of me, like, you know, before I started this podcast, I have to like move. I have to move and get this, you know, gigantic place so that I have an extra like little office area so that I can record and stuff. Y'all, I'm I'm in my car. I'm in my car and I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. It's not the most comfortable situation because it is hot. Okay, it's hot and I can't have the AC running because y'all gonna hear it in the background. <laughs> But I don't mind sharing that because it's humble beginnings. We're not always going to be here. But at the end of the day, the point is you have everything you need. I had to stop making excuses. And I had to, I had to do this thing. I had, to, I had to get on here, okay? I had to get on here and um, just make it do what it do. So that is my word to whom it may concern. Do it. You have everything you need. If you would just stop and look around, you would see that everything that you need is already right there. Okay. That being said, it's a wrap, y'all. It's a wrap, y'all. I appreciate y'all for listening. I appreciate you guys for joining me on this journey. Oh, I love y'all. Oh my goodness. As always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you just want to say, hey, B, what's up? Or if you want to be like, hey, girl, I got a question. Maybe you can answer it on the podcast. Like, hit me. Hit me up. We are at podcast at gmail.com. Okay? Again, that's J as in Jesus, P as in please, H as in holla, B as in back, podcast, at Gmail dot com, and also if you're interested on learning just a little more in depth um, information about the narcissist, I have a great resource that I I follow her on YouTube. Um, and her YouTube page is called the T, like T E A, the T on N P D and relationships on YouTube. She's amazing. She definitely ties it all in. Um, and I. Her name is Telsha, I believe. Yes. But yes, that's the T-E-A on N P D and Relationships. And that's on YouTube. So check it out if you get a chance. Um, but otherwise, until next time, y'all, we gonna holler back. Whoop whoop.